On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder offseason ahead, plus our top five favorite games in and draft the roster that is on this Thunder team. A lot to get to today on the show to recap the season that was for the Oklahoma City Thunder. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, and editor in chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles. You can follow us on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. And you can even text the show uh, at 405-963-2356 for behind the scenes look and immediate access to the Lockdown Thunder podcast. Uh, I'm joined today by fellow media member Comente Almanza, who runs Thunderwire.com. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. We're talking about the offseason later on. We're going to talk first about the season that was and draft our five favorite games of the season and draft six players from the roster each uh, and just talk about the season as a whole, uh, exit interviews even, and, of course, the offseason. But Clemente, how is the offseason treating you? We're not quite to the offseason yet because we got to put a book, uh, you know, a, a book in on the season by talking to Sam Presti later this week. But so far, how has it been for you? Well, Ryan, well, as we all know, today is tax day, which means I'm going to go file my taxes, which I think we can all agree can be a painful process in the moment, but can pay huge dividends in the future, which could also uh, be used to describe this fast OKC season. Wouldn't you agree? That was brilliant. I wish that we had a TurboTax ad read today. That was that was incredible. Good job, uh, Clemente. But yeah. <laughs> Very metaphoric. I hope that Uncle Sam treated you uh, as fairly as possible in this process, uh, but uh, we won't dive into all of that. Clemente, uh, let's just start with this. What did this season mean to you? What, what, was, what was it like for you to, to watch this season unfold? Honestly, it made me that much more excited for the future before the season. I think the optimism levels around the fan base was at a steady, steady level, but like after seeing the season uh, this team had and like seeing individuals like Shay, Josh and J-Dub uh, all taking like that next step in their um, progression or even outperforming their uh, projected projection, it, it just should excite Thunder fans for sure as to like what the future can hold. Because like I said, heading to the season, I don't think anybody could realistically expect that Shay to have an all NBA first team type season where he's averaging over 30 points on s- such high efficiency and then same thing with Jada. When Jada was like a 12 overall, I don't think anybody thought that he would probably finish runner-up for, for uh, rookie of the year. And then, you know, Josh Giddy just continues to make steady improvement. He's improved all the stats um, this season. Um, so I think this season should excite Thunder fans more for the future. And um, I, I don't think the way that they lost the Wolves should really damper that. What is your favorite moment? If you had to pick out one little moment from this season, what would it be? Oh, man, my favorite moment. I mean, honestly, I think it has to be the Wizards game winner from, like, all the way back in the beginning of the season. Um, I forgot when that was. I think it was, like, in November or, or, or 
or one of those months early on. Um, yeah, November. But that was really the first moment where we're like, oh, if Shea hits the game winner, he scored 42 efficient points. He led OKC to the 121-120 win over a pretty decent Wizards team at the time. Um, and the fact that it was so early in the season, it was one of those, like, blinking lights moments where you're like, all right, like, this Shea start is more than just a hot start. This could be something that could be cared for at the season. And, you know, five, six months later, that turned out to be true. But, like, really, I feel like that Shea game winner was, like, one of the first, like, blinking lights that show, like, hey, this guy's legit and this isn't just a hot start to his season. I love that game. That was uh, the week way back then, way back in uh, November, the 14th and the 16th, the game in Boston and then the game against uh, Washington. That was the week where the Ignite was in town for the Oklahoma City Blue. And uh, that was the fullest that the G League ever got in terms of media. And we were all there to watch Scoot Henderson play. And uh, look how far we've, we've come since then, that we're no longer talking about Scoot Henderson or Victor or anyone else at the top of the draft. The Thunder lost the coin flip yesterday and have the uh, 12th best lottery odds right now. We'll see how that all shakes out next month. But uh, Clemente, with that being said, let's draft our top five games from this season. I will give you that first pick and and you can decide who's going to go 1-1 in the game's draft. Oh, man. Well, I think the obvious pick. I I think I'll go the obvious one and pick the uh, Pelicans. Uh, play and win that happened this past week. Um, the Thunder were able to pick up a postseason win against a very good Pelicans team um, and a veteran Pelicans team who were in the play last year as well and won both games. Um, but yeah, I mean, 123-118, this was just the culmination of like everything that the Thunder worked towards to the season. Shea was great this game. Josh Giddy arguably had his best game of his young career. Lou Dort was, Lou Dort was fantastic. Those, that little trio right there leading OKC to its first postseason win of probably the first of many, along with the fact that Mark Daynall was basically an A-plus when it came to him coaching his first real game of consequence. I mean, I just don't know how you cannot just pick the Pelicans um, playing win as, as the best game of the season. Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, Portland Trailblazers game where Dame Lillard became the franchise leading scorer for Portland, but the Thunder were the ones victorious whenever SGA hit that game winner. That baseball series against Portland was awesome, but specifically that game where you got to witness history and it happened on our end of the floor, even that we were sitting on uh, to watch Dame hit that free throw to become the Blazers' all-time leading scorer. Uh, Being a part of history in that way was pretty surreal uh, to to get a front-row seat to history, but then also to have SGA hit the game winner and, and have the Thunder come out on top in a close game in a game that will be remembered for a long time. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that anyone will ever become a, a team's franchise uh, scoring leader in the near future um, with this modern era of player movement and everything else. So it was something that Shea said after the game that he wants to do uh, and in his career. And the only way he can do that is by staying in Oklahoma city. So that should, that should also be a drop in the bucket for my game here for my first pick of Shea giving that quote afterward. But, that game as a whole, I think, was really fun and exciting, and and that was the that was as they were hitting their stride, as they were as they were snowballing into what eventually was that great stretch of basketball where they had like the third in in the league net rating, and they were just playing so well, and that started the the downward slope of that snowball collecting more snow, so to say. So I'll pick the Portland game winner for Shea uh, and, and all that came with that series. Yeah. So for for my next pick, I mean, I think I gotta go with the. Um the first Clippers game and that little uh, four-game road trip um, there in, I believe it was March. Um, 
Yeah, March 21st. Yeah, it was the first of three consecutive games in L.A. Um, Funner ended up winning 101-100. I know this might be a little bit of a controversial pick because I, I'm, I'm assuming most fans don't even think that that was the best Funner game at Crypto.com Arena this season. But, man, this was a huge win. I think I remember just everybody being, like, deciding that this four-game road trip is basically going to decide the Funner season. Um, and for him to pick up a win against a healthy Clippers squad with both Paul George and Kawhi playing for most of the game until Paul George got injured there late. Um, for, for OKC to pick up a win against this veteran Clippers or Clippers squad that have title aspirations and for Lou Dort to get that defensive stop at the end there with Kawhi where Kawhi couldn't even get a shot up in the final 20, 21 seconds of the game despite uh, getting several screens from his teammates to get Lou Dort off of him. I mean, that was just – that was a special night. Um and, and it's just a special moment for just the fun overall. Shea was awesome this game, 31 points, seven rebounds, four assists. J-Dub was great this game, 20 points and eight rebounds. Um, and, you know, of course, Lou Dort uh, had them had the uh, stop of the game, and he really avenged himself for having a pretty poor night heading into uh, up until those final 21 seconds. Overall, he finished with seven points on 3-11 shooting and 1-8 from free. But, like, like hitting a game winner, like I mentioned with Shea, like if you can get a defensive stop at the end, a game-winning defensive stop that that makes up for like the first thirty-seven minutes of your night. That's a good pick, but I'm gonna go with the one that you left on the table with the the LeBron James record-setting yeah. night where the Thunder win, and I think that that game just showed the the makeup of this team that when the moment gets big, this team's gonna rise to the occasion. Uh, Aaron Wiggins at X interviews talked about uh, how Mark fired them up pregame. I, I don't think he told us the full story because I think that the full story might be a little bit R rated or at least PG 13 rated. And Wiggins did not dive full into what he said, but obviously whatever he said worked and, and it worked in a big way. So I, I think that that game was just awesome to, to see the Thunder team win that game uh, and not only win it, but you know, he, he breaks the record. They have a 15 minute delay and then they come storming back. Like we forget that the Lakers came storming back, tied the game, um, and then the Thunder were still able to win this game. So I'm going to give the uh, Thunder LeBron James record city night my second overall pick. Arguably should have been my first overall pick, but uh, you you let me slide on that on that draft mistake. Yeah, I'm going a little uh, unconventional here for sure. <laughs> but for my third pick, I mean, I think I got to go with the uh, – this is a tough one. I think I'm either going to go with the Celtics or Grizzlies wins, both at home, but I think I'm going to lean towards the Celtics one because of the fact of just how much – Chaos was surrounding this game. Um, Shea was a late scratch with a non-COVID illness. Um, and starting lineup ended up being Giddy, Dord, Wiggins, Kenrich, and um, Jadup. And the fun, for the funder to blow out the Celtics the way they did, 150 points to 117. Like, that's just – that was just a surreal scene. I game. We were both um, watching the game together, and I, I don't know if you felt the energy too, but, like, just the energy of the arena that night was so – was so unique and special like that, up, up until that point that was like the most energetic I've seen a crowd up uh, in the season um, and for the funder to go in there blow out Celtics team a fully healthy Celtics team might I add um, who are coming off making the NBA finals um, and to score 150 points in regulation like that's that's a surreal number like that's that's got to be like one of my favorite wins of the season for sure and I'm gonna go with one of my favorite wins of the season whenever they beat the Warriors in the Paycom Center, and that moment felt like it clinched the play in. Now, obviously, it didn't. Obviously, there was a that moment, you know, from that point, there was many ways where they could have missed the play in, but it just felt so massive at the time that beating the Warriors, uh, who had staff, who had who had their guys, 
uh, you know, and overcoming that avalanche. Like a few times, the Warriors kept punching, kept punching, and they just could not break through. So it was impressive to me to see them win that game, the Paycom Center. So I'm going to say that Warriors win is going to be my next pick. All right, and uh, is it, this is the final pick, right? Or, or is there a couple more left? Uh, you have two more left. Two more left. I think I'll, I think I'll go with the uh, penultimate game of the season against the Jazz. Um, a lot of pressure heading to this game. Um, obviously, one of the more anticipated games of the season, considering just the play-in, playoff circumstances heading into the night. And even though it was a slow start, um, where you know a shorthanded Jazz team that was basically sitting out all of their starters and like all of their like second unit guys, and were just playing um, third stringers. Um, the fact that that Jazz team was able to hold, uh, keep at a game for basically the first three quarters, um, it makes this win is that much more special because the Thunder they didn't have their A game, but they didn't need their A game to beat this team that they should have beat, and it um, it basically clinched. It, it didn't officially clinch a play-in spot because it happened the following day, but this basically sealed the deal for OKC to get a play-in spot, um, and you know this is also the first time that the uh, Thunder were, were welcome back at the airport that same night. Um, and, you know, this, hopefully, you know, this brings a new era of Thunder fans being able to continue that tradition as this Thunder team continues to grow into becoming into entering this next era of winning basketball. I like that pick. My next pick is going to be the win in New York in Madison Square Garden way back in November whenever Josh Giddy earned a triple-double and that sparked the uh, whole Giddy, Giddy, Giddy Wally Zerbiak uh, meme. So I'm going to say that that's my next pick for obvious reasons. Uh, that was a sloppy game at, at the first. It's an afternoon game. There was no defense being played at all, but the Thunder won by 10, and Josh Giddy got the uh, triple-double. So that's going to be my my pick. So we each have one more remaining. Oh, man, for my final pick, I think I got to go with the Grizzlies game from um, December where uh... – the Grizzlies rendering as um, one of the best teams in the West. They ended up with the second seed overall. Um, and the Thunder were basically without uh, most of their – two of the two best players in um, Shea, Giddy, and um, really free if you count Chet. Um, and despite that, the Thunder were able to basically, you know, be in control of this entire game. They basically blew out the Grizzlies. I know the final score was, was 115-109, but the Grizzlies used – that, 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 that score didn't really tell the full story because the Grizzlies won the fourth quarter um, garbage time points. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this was a great win. Um, Ludor was fantastic this game, 24 points on 8 of 14 shooting, 3 of 4 from 3. Isaiah Joe was awesome this game as well, 23 points, 7 of 12 shooting, 5 of 8 from 3. Um, and, you know, the Grizzlies heading into this game, like I mentioned, they've been one of the best teams in the league. And then you had the whole John Morant uh getting ejected incident because he decided to like talk friendly trash or talk to a fan <laughs> that was a Grizzlies fan that's not to be um but yeah this was definitely a big win for sure and the fact that the Thunder were able to beat a Grizzlies squad this early in the season like I said it's one of those early signs where you look back on you're like oh yeah this was definitely one of those games where you could tell that this team was going to be a lot better than what most predicted heading into the season it's a good pick. I think that I really want to make my last pick the Jared Butler game because you know Jared, <laughs> Butler, Jared Butler is just my sweet, sweet prince. But uh, sadly, I cannot do that even for the memes. Uh, but he is he, they would be my next pick, that whole group of Butler, Saar, uh, Usman Jang that performed so great the last game of the year. And because 
the environment of the arena was so good that night too. They gave the standing ovation into the play in. Uh, and I just cannot wait to see that, that Paycom center on opening night in October. But my actual pick is that win in Philadelphia, 12 days removed from the, the, the Sixers just dominating the thunder on new year's Eve. Woe is me because every big got hurt. And this is a brutal matchup. They have Harden, they have Embiid, they have Maxi all healthy going into uh, that, that Sixers game in Philadelphia after that devastating loss of the heat with the 40 free throws um, and, and in Miami, the first national TV game of this core lost by one to, to then turn around and play uh, the Sixers in Philadelphia that Thursday and win the game. I think that that was so impressive. So I'll, I'll give that my 10th overall pick. So Clemente, your group play and win against new Orleans Clippers road win. Whenever Dort shut down Kawhi, Celtics win with no Shea and they just dominated the Celtics jazz win to clinch the play in. Cause it forced the Mavericks to then tank. And then the, the John Morant gets kicked out for FaceTiming a fan Grizzlies game. Uh, that's a, that's a good five. My five is the Portland uh, game winner. Whenever Dame set the record uh, LeBron James record setting night. I love history. If you can't tell uh, beating the warriors was awesome. The giddy triple double in MSG and the road win in Philadelphia. So comment down below on YouTube or on uh, Twitter at Ryland underscore styles, who you think has the best set of games of this draft coming up. We'll do the same thing for some players and talk about this season as a whole. But first I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at the ultimate pro basketball GM. The ultimate pro basketball GM is a great game that we are all addicted to uh, around the lockdown thunder group chat and locked on NBA group chat. I should say every host of locked on podcasts are playing this game. And so we're all in a competition to see who can win the most championships. It's the coolest game. Uh, it, it allows you to immerse yourself into basketball and, and, and you download it. Uh, the pro basketball GM.com right now, go to the download app in your store. Also for the ultimate pro basketball GM, you download it. You can make your team. You can uh, go there and have drafts, sign free agents, make trades, do training, hire the right coach. You have to do everything to build up your team from the ground level all the way up to championship caliber. I have not won a championship yet, but I've gotten very close. I think that this is going to be my year. It's a lot of fun. It's very addicting. So go right now because Lockdown Thunder listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Lockdown uh, in the game store. So make sure you go there, download the app, go to probasketballgm.com and make sure that you check it out. You can also just scan the code on your screen right now uh, for the most addicting game you're going to download. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Very late to that first break. I do apologize, but it was a lot of good content, so it's okay. Um, For the everydayers, so far this week, you've heard a lot of good stuff about Chet, Draft, and now Clemente. Tomorrow, we're going to do a stock watch report on who's trending up, who's trending down, who's just kind of middling. And then Friday, we'll recap uh, the Sam Presti presser and talk all about it to bookend this entire season. And then we'll roll into draft coverage hot and heavy uh, on next week's show with our annual prospect projection profiles. Clemente, what a season that this was. I think that the first question when we talk about players should be who is the most underrated player on this roster? Oh, man. Um, underrated. I mean, I think I want to pick 
Um, I want to pick Aaron Wiggins, but man, Aaron Wiggins has been getting like a lot of hype over these last couple of months. But you know, I'll just stick with him. Aaron Wiggins. Um, he was the 55th pick in the draft a couple of years ago. Most 55th picks don't even make it past their rookie season in the league. Um, and that's not the case at all with Wiggins. Wiggins has slowly carved himself and played his way into his role where he's basically a top seven, top eight rotation guy for, for the Thunder. And that showed in, um, in his last stretch of games during the season. Um, Aaron Wiggins just does a good job at just, um, you know, providing, uh, plugging in holes and helping the Thunder out and weaknesses and just being a really good rim runner, knowing where to go in the spots. Um, and like and like you mentioned in, in exit interviews, like Aaron Wiggins literally saved basketball a couple times for OKC. He did save basketball. He did save everything in the world. I, uh, for me, I, mean, I was going to say Wiggins as well because I think that he's at times underrated by this coaching staff sometimes by yeah. the minutes he plays. But um, Jay Will, I think, is underrated too. I know that Jay Will is a starter, and like people love Jay Will. They love, they love the boom. Uh, they keep track of the charges. But I think that he's gotten pegged as this like gimmicky player. Like I think that I think that fans view him as like, oh, he's just a guy that draws charges and just gets in the way. He's like a legitimately good NBA player though. Like he's a really high-end elite level role player for his position. I mean, I should say elite level playmaker for his position. Uh, he's a really good uh, guy at just boxing out. Doesn't collect the rebounds, but there's a lot of good stuff of like getting guys out of the way and then Giddy cleans it up or Shea cleans it up or whoever's down there gets the ball, but he doesn't necessarily get the ball. Uh, so he's a really good job fighting on the glass in that way while it does not compile a ton of rebounds. Uh, his charging is a legit elite trait that he has as well. And then that shooting, if that shooting stays up around 40%, that is just incredible. And, and and to magnify all of this, he was doing this while being forced to be a starting center. And the bottom line is, as much as I like Jay Will, you know, I'm a Jay Will stand. The bottom line is he's not a starting center. Like he's not gonna, he's not gonna be a starting center next year. And so if you take what he already provides you and put it in a more condensed role, then that's even a, a better punch to this thunder rotation. So I think that Jay will gets kind of cast to the size, like, Oh, he's just a guy that smiles as it has, has the catchphrase and gets in the way, but no, he's like a legitimately good role player for the thunder. And I think that he will be moving forward with that being said, Clemente, let's draft our six players on the roster. I'll give you the first overall pick because I'm a nice guy, but really getting two first overall, overall picks is not great, but go ahead and just say Shay's name so we can move on with it. SGA all NBA first team. Simple as that. You know, I really should have made you have the second pick, not only because I want Shay, but because <laughs> I want to put you in this terrible spot to pick between J-Dub and Josh Giddy. Um, Gosh, it's hard to separate them because they can both do things so well. Here's my, here's my thing. I'm going to go J-Dub because this is a draft and not a ranking necessarily. And I'm going to need somebody who I think can go create a bucket and I think that he can do that just a little bit better than Josh Giddy can. You know, I should say he can do it better than Josh Giddy can, period. Uh, so I, I'm going to pick J-Dub, and let's see where you go with pick number three. I mean, like like you said, it's, it was hard, it's hard to choose between Giddy and J-Dub, which leaves me with Giddy as the obvious answer. Heading into the season, I think a lot of us are questioning whether or not the Shea-Giddy backward could fit together. At the end of the season, I think the answer is like an empathetic uh, 100% yes for sure. So I'm going with the obvious pick here and sticking with Giddy. And now I'm stuck with this other bad predicament of who to draft now. Oh, goodness. So here's my dilemma. I'm picking between – I'm either going to have to take are – we, are, we, are we drafting – we're not drafting injured players. So that wouldn't make sense. We're not going to draft injured players. 
We're going to draft healthy players. So with that caveat, to clarify for everyone commenting about Chet, I'm going to draft... I'm going to draft Isaiah Joe. Isaiah okay. Joe, because I need the shooting in the offense, and I and, and you know that I'm really high on this defense, so I'll go Isaiah Joe. All right. Well, you're spicing up, Ryland. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it tame and go with Lou Dort and uh, end up with a starting um, backcourt and starting forward spot that LKC's been having the entire season. And uh, Shea, Giddy, Dort. Dort provides great point of attack defense. Um, He's he's an inconsistent. He, he can be an inconsistent offensive threat, but when he's got it going, he provides legit three point shooting. Um, so I think I'll play it safe and choose Dort. I thought I could kind of confuse you there. Go go Joe, throw you off the scent, and then I still <laughs> steal Dort from you. But nonetheless, I figured that if I took Dort, you took you take Joe though, and I need offense. So, do we count Kenny Hustle, even though he's like he did play did play this season? Yeah. I think everybody outside of Chet is for play. Okay, then I'm going to go Kendrick Williams. Kendrick Williams, okay, okay. Oh, boy. So I have Shea, Giddy, Dort so far. You stole my pick. I would have picked Kendrick. I didn't think you'd go there. Hmm. I think I got to go. Oh, boy. I think I'll go with Poku. Poku was a legit starter for OKC before he broke his leg. Um, he was he was legit making some strides there in in, in the uh, first half of the season. Um, I know most of us have bad memories of him because of recency bias because he was basically unplayable when he came back from his leg injury. But Poku was making some legit strides as, as someone who's starting to figure it out on both ends on the floor. So I think I'll go with Poku um, as my uh, starting forward spot. I'm going to go J-Will here. No, wait, no, I, I retract my <laughs> statement. I'm going to go Aaron Wiggins. See, this is why I had him as the most underrated player, because I almost forgot about him. I see how easy it is to do now. So I'm going to go Aaron Wiggins. All right, you'll go Aaron Wiggins. Um, so is this my final pick then? Is that correct? Yeah, this is your – no, 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 we're drafting six. This is going to be your final pick oh, on okay. twenty five. My start, all right. Oh, boy. I think I'll go – hmm. You know, just because I need like some sort of big man, um, I don't know. Poku kind of fits that mode. I think I'll go with Dario. Dario Sarvich was really good. Like OKC traded for him just to make the finances work with the Phoenix Suns, but like he was a really good rotation piece there for OKC, and um, he provided some legit uh, backup forward minutes, backup wing minutes. So I think I'll go with Dario here as my small ball five. I mean, they, they traded for him to acquire those second-round picks. He replaced the production of Muscala, so it all worked out in the end for Oklahoma City. I'm going to go I'm gonna go J-Will here because I, I feel confident in my sixth man, no matter who you take here. I feel confident in, that I can hype him up and make him make him a good sixth man. So I'm going to go J-Will here. Uh, and so now with your team, you have SGA, Giddy, Dork, Poku, Sarge. Who's your final pick? Oh, boy. Well, let, let's see. Who's still on the table? Trey, um, JRE, Butler, um, Lindy, Uzman, and Sar. You know, I think I'll go with Trey. I, I believe I, I believe Trey can have um, one really good game. I know Trey had like a really bad second season. He kind of got played out of the rotation, but I still believe in Trey's ability to be to fit that microwave traditional six man score role for for my team. So I'll go with the wild card pick here. He might not be the best player left on the board, but I like to mix it up a bit. I'll go with Trey, man. 
So as much as I love my sweet prince, Jared Butler, I'm between Lindy Waters and Usman Jang. And I love me some Usman Jang. But I feel like I'd get more credit in the poll if I got Lindy because the OSU stands would like me. <laughs> I should have thought about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. About, I'm thinking about how to get the votes. I don't. I'm not thinking about anything else except for that. Because um, I got Wiggins, I got Dub, I got Will. Uh, those and Joe. Those and K- those are. I got some fan favorites. I'm taking. Oh, I'm taking Usman Chang. Taking Usman okay. Chang. That hurt. Okay. That hurt. Yeah, As someone who loves covering um, Lindy Waters, especially whenever we were there. It's basically just me and you in the room and, and the G League. It was a lot of fun, but uh, that hurt. So, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go Jang. So my team is J Dub, Isaiah Joe, Kenny Wiggins, J Will, Jang. Your team is SGA, Giddy, Dort, Poku, Sarch, and Trey. I think that my team has like an a, a perfectly equilibrium roster, and your team has a huge ascension, but then a bad drop off. So it just is going to be a war of attrition between us. I think that ultimately. Whoever drafted Shea was going to win the game, the, the, the theoretical game. Uh, but I like my team. I like my team's balance. I believe in them. I, I believe in every guy that I drafted. So um, maybe maybe one day we'll learn that this matchup actually happened in training camp and, and whoever won, won. But Clemente, coming up, let's talk the offseason quickly. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at Game Time, folks. Game Time is awesome. Game Time Gives you the lowest tickets, uh, the lowest price tickets guaranteed. Use the code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off. Folks, game time is there for you whenever you want to go to concerts or you want to go to sporting events or the theater, anything you want, comedy, music, sports, anything you want. Uh, They have killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guaranteed. You can stop stressing over tickets and start creating hype for the fun that you're going to have at these events. So check it out today. Uh, and make sure that you get your hands on these. You get images from your seat. Uh, you get to you get to find and buy tickets at every kind of event in your price range. Uh, flash deals and last minute tickets are great with the lowest prices guaranteed. Uh, event cancellation protections, uh, job loss protections, etc. So go over there and check it out today at the Game Time app. Create an account, and when you do, use the code Locked In NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Again, create your account. Redeem code locked in NBA, and that's $20 off of your first purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for joining us on today's Lockdown Thunder Podcast. Every day, or you can expect tomorrow's show to be about the stock watch on all these players we just talked about. We're going to do the over, under, or the or the up and down report on uh on, on what they project to be in the future friday we'll talk about uh, sam presti's presser and put a bookend and a, and a bow on this season speaking of that the off season is just around the corner clemente as we start to ramp up here and do our prospect profiles and projections and then from there it'll be the combine it'll be draft day it'll be free agency what do you expect to happen uh, this off season and what has to happen this off season for the Oklahoma city thunder. I expect a similar off season that we've seen over these last couple of years, where the only real big outside additions to this Thunder roster are going to be via the draft. Um, I know there might be a segment of fans within the Thunder fan base that are clamoring for 
Sam Percy to make win out moves, especially with the season they've just had. But I think the most important thing that the Thunder could do is just stay disciplined and stay patient because they have a very special young group of men of players on this on their hands, and um, I don't think they should like mess with that at all. And and then um, by adding some sort of like outside addition, obviously you can add you know guys like Isaiah the caliber of Isaiah Joe. Doris Arch talked a bit on his interviews about put, uh, being one, about potentially being uh, coming back here. But um, I think the best thing the Thunder can just do is just continue to have the type of offseason they had over these last couple of years and just have the current guys on the roster continue to develop into better players. I'm looking forward to how they develop. We've, we've seen this roster get better summer over summer, so hopefully that trend continues. So what would you bet on happening? Does Sarich return or not? He said he wants to, but do you think he actually does or not? Oh man, I just, I just don't think he really fits what the Thunder is going to try to do this upcoming year. He was great for OKC. He provided OKC a couple of really good quality months of backup wing minutes, backup rotation minutes. Um, but they are going to potentially add up to what two, three new players via the draft, and those roster spots are getting harder and harder to come by. Um, so I, I just think while it would be nice to have Dario back, um, I just don't think it can realistically happen with them adding a new draft class to their roster this upcoming summer. So you said that you don't think a big move is going to come that fans are clamoring for. However, fans are clamoring for it. So, and it's Sam Presti and Sam Presti can, uh, pull off the unexpected, so to say in the off season scale of one to 10, how shocked would you be? if we get a woe notification in the middle of the night in July that some some big move is happening. Now, I'm going to classify a big move as like a very good, like I would consider like, you know, Cam Johnson, a very, very, very good, you know, starter level, rotation level player who isn't a superstar. I'd still consider that a big move. So anything from like you know, high level starter, good rotation player, all the way up through star, how likely do you think that that would be to happen on a scale of one to 10? Um, how likely would happen from one to 10? I think I would two and a half to three, maybe. I mean, like, 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 like you said, like, you know, while Sam can be predictable at times, he has thrown some curveballs towards us. Like you mentioned with the Paul George trade from a few summers ago. Um, so you can, so you always have to be open-minded about Sam doing something, uh, against conventional wisdom like that. Um, but yeah, from one to ten, I think I'll probably lean towards like two and a half and three for like Sam to go out there and get someone uh, the the caliber of like Cam Johnson or you know we we heard some OG and OB rumors from this past trade deadline as well. Someone that caliber, I'd be a little bit surprised. Clemente, as soon as the uh, final buzzer sounded on that Minnesota Timberwolves game, I tweeted out my conspiracy theory that the NBA wants to punish the Mavericks and a million dollar fine is not enough, but you can't, you can't take a team's lottery pick. You just can't do it. You can take the second round picks for tampering and whatever. You can't take their lottery pick except the Mavericks pick is top 10 protected. So you can pseudo take it away by magically having the lottery shake out to where they finish at 11 or they finish lower than 10. Just it's the lottery. What are you going to do? It can happen. We, we give you the percentages. Do you buy into the conspiracy that the Thunder are going to jump up because the league wants to take away the Mavs pick? 
Oh, yeah, this is the first I've heard of this conspiracy. But since you brought it up and it means OKC is going to add another top 10 player, like, yeah, I'm all for it, like, for sure. Like, I'm all for conspiracy theories to help out the funder. It would be a lot of fun. It would be a lot of fun. But uh, let, let me tell you something else. If if the Mavericks keep their pick on lottery night, I never want to hear about the draft being rigged again, the lottery being rigged again. It was a fun story, <laughs> but, if, but if the Mavericks still hold on to that pick after lottery night, it is not rigged. And it's just truly a lottery, which is in all likelihood the case. Like, I don't think that I don't think that the lottery is rigged. I don't think that the lottery is rigged. I don't think that the league is rigged. It's just something funny to say at the end of podcasts, which which we do daily here at Lockdown Thunder. Subscribe across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode, including on YouTube. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles Clemente. Thank you for joining us. Where can they find you, and what do you got cooking this off season? Yeah, they can find me on Twitter at CLMonza1007. If you need to know how that's spelled out, uh, just go on Barton Funder's YouTube channel, and it should be spelled out right there, so just to make it easy for everybody. Um, in terms of work, you just follow me on KC Funderwire. Um, this up for Darcy this week, I'll probably be covering the San Presti Presser, and then next week and the weeks following after that, I'm just going to dive into off-season content. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a long off-season because I won't get to see you daily like we do uh... – in, in season, but it'll go by fast and we'll be back in the Paycom Center uh, before you can know it for Media Day and uh, and everything else that happens. So it's the shortest offseason in sports, but because we're hoops heads, it's the longest offseason for us. Finals picks, by the way, yeah, who do you think is winning the title? Oh, man. We talked about this on exit interviews. Um, I think I'm going with the Celtics over the Suns. I'm sticking by that for sure. And by talks about this, he means I I physically forced him to <laughs> fill out a, a, a bracket before we we got exit interviews kicked off because it was right at the wire of first tip. But I but I made sure he got in a bracket. Uh, I like that pick. Uh, I like the Celtics. We'll see if that still holds true after Russell Westbrook turns into the best defender we've ever seen late in games on Devin Booker. So until tomorrow, sorry that the show went long, but be good and be good to one another.